Welcome back to Two Jack Bros. And if it is your first time, thank you. Welcome. No. And if it is your first time, welcome to you too. And thank you for giving us a shot. I am Sydney. I am sitting next to Ansley. Hello. And today our guest is none other than the Emily Epstein White. Hello. What is up? You know, just sitting in a room talking to you guys. Yeah. I'm, did I say your name wrong? Because I know I know it took me like eight times to intro this show, and I know you probably wouldn't want to correct me to start over again. I think you did it right this time. Okay, good enough. I think you, my name, you did a great job. Thank great you job. very much. Thank yeah. you very much. It's about landing, sticking the landing, the, the white. White. The white. Good job. Yeah. 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 Great. yeah. Be, careful, great. be careful what you say, because people can clip that and... Like, <laughs> Put it at, put it out anyway in this day, in this day and just, age. It's just well, it's like my first name and my last, my second last name are easy. It's yeah. Emily and White. Epstein is the hard one, just because it's Epstein or Epstein. Yes. And I feel like Jeffrey Epstein made that really easy for me because I'm like not like him. I'm not like not him. We're not related, one. so don't say it that way. I definitely said the bad one. You said the bad one. <laughs> <laughs> the bad one. <laughs> so you did not do that. Yeah, great. I didn't do it correctly. Thank no. you for not. <laughs> pressing me about that and having me restart that intro again. No that problem. was tough to get through. Uh, by the way, you can check out Emily and her show on September 16th, right? At yes. Midnight Oil Brewing. Yes. And where is that? It's in Newark, Delaware. Yes. It's going to be a good show. Emily's a very fun comedian to watch do stand-up comedy. Emily. Yes. Do you know what we do on this podcast? I know there's some questions asked, perhaps. <laughs> yes, there are questions asked. Yes. Yeah. And... You're clearly okay with questions. I yeah, they've been they've been asked of me. I mean, I have small children, so I have questions asked of me okay. like three thousand times a day. Yeah, we got three <laughs> tired parents at night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we do. We gonna yes, be a good time. Yes. Party. <laughs> a good time. Mm-hmm. So Emily, the basic premise of this podcast is to prove that you can have a dark sense of humor, really any sense of humor, and still reach enlightenment or a higher consciousness. And so what we do is we take our guest who is you today, Emily Epstein-White, Yes. Uh-huh. through the process of enlightenment so that our watchers and listeners and then Ansley and me can laugh our ways to a higher consciousness without doing exactly the hard work you're about to do. That sounds beautiful. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So everybody gets the same questions on the right, podcast. Right, right, right. And uh, Ansley? Yes. Take it away. Emily, what situation or event did you learn the most information from? The most information from uh, probably the first time that I did stand up because I had wanted to do it for so long. So I had all this anxiety and all these thoughts about what it was going to be like. And then I didn't think at all about what it was going to be like once I'd finished it and those feelings Mm -hmm. and what I do next. And so it was like I had been to quote Kate Bush I'd been running up that hill and then I got to the top and I was like oh what the fuck do I do now Uh, so it was a really good experience just doing something that I was really terrified of doing and experiencing it and then trying to figure out next steps after that when did you start doing stand-up 400 years ago Roughly. Nice. A long time nice. ago. It's been, yeah. yeah Did you have kids when you started? Or? I didn't. Not, none that I knew of, no. Okay. I did not have any. Yeah. That's pretty sick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what made you take that, um, what pushed you to take that step to try I had, it? I had wanted to do it for so, so, so long. Um, and I was like, kept getting a little bit closer. In college, I wrote a humor column. And, uh, and like, you know, I was a columnist, so your picture was in the column. And I would go to parties sometimes, and like strangers would come up and be like, oh, that was really funny. I was like, oh my God, you see me. 
So what that was, was the exciting. demographic of the people coming up to you to tell you how funny you were in the humor column at college? Dudes at the parties. Okay. I mean, there you know, they, they, there might have been other you know motives, but I mean, hey, I'll take it. Yeah, fair enough. Um, and then I'm, I'm just curious because it's like. I, when I think of the people that uh, read a newspaper, read the school newspaper mm -hmm, mm -hmm. at their college, right? Because in the beginning, everybody kind of does it. Yeah. yeah. And everybody's like, oh, this is exciting. We have a school. Let's see what's going on. But then, like, later on, it kind of dwindles. And then um, people like Ansley don't look at it anymore. Is it, is it? Uh, yeah, I stopped looking at the. Yeah. Here's paper. the thing, Cindy. I'm really funny. Uh, <laughs> so. People just like read a sentence and they were hooked. <laughs> you gotta see this. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. think it was like I would just tell ridiculous stories. Okay. Um, so maybe that, but it, but it had happened enough that it was people like not people that I knew and not friends mm. of friends. So that was really nice. And I was like, okay, maybe there's something to this. Yeah. And, and then like, it wasn't just the Dungeons and Dragons Club. <laughs> 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 Although that's where I did my first readings. No. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then when I moved to New York after I graduated from college I was thinking about it but kind of scared and then I wanted to do something with words and writing and so I ended up taking this advertising class mm. and the teacher was so wacky and he told us the story he's like listen he's like if you get anything from this class it doesn't have to be a love of advertising he's like but I realized that like I realized when I figured out how much I love to do this for a living. He's like, I was, I was, I was homeless and I was on this bench and it just hit me and I was like, this is what I have to do with my life. And I was like, I could have sworn he said he was living in his mother's house, but whatever. Yeah. What I got from it was you need to do, once you figure out what you want to do, like what you love, you got to do it because not everybody gets to figure that out. And I was like, you're right. And then I did it. Now, when you, when you did stand up for the first time, were you expecting that to be a thing you loved? I, I I didn't even, it, it was not, I had wanted to do it for so long. Like there was nothing in my brain that said that I wasn't going to. Like there was no way I was going to be like, nah, not for me. Like I was like, all right. Yeah. And then I did it and I was like, okay, this is my life now. Nice. Um, thankfully, I didn't try and, you know, eat off of it regularly or I would be dead by now. But, you know, I love it. So, you know, you do it. Yeah. But, yeah. Okay. So do you have any... No. <laughs> okay. So if you had to distill then in like a sentence or two exactly what it was that you took from that experience, like the information that you learned, uh, like how would you how would you present that? What I took from it was that the thing that is scariest to you, if you really think about it and think it through, is probably not that scary and that it's worth doing. Okay. That was a good lead-in for our next question. Yes. Right? Yes. Uh, so, Ansley, uh, first of all, thank you for sharing that. Mm -hmm. uh, secondly, Ansley, take it away. All right. So, Emily, the first chakra Oh, yeah. So, is... from this point on, I'm sorry, <laughs> we are opening up chakras. All right. Open them up. Okay. Let's all go. Right. We have to say that. Yes. They have to know that. Do you, you had to give me, give my, my chakras Consent. permission. Yes. Yeah. For sure. Especially for the first chakra. The Got first it. chakra is located right around the butthole. Are you okay with In that? In the butthole? It just clenched. I didn't say in. <laughs> You're the one that took us in the butthole, Emily. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to just do some kegels right now just to. <laughs> All right. Let's see if we can open that newly tightened butthole. <laughs> so, Emily, how did you learn to overcome fear? Uh, by doing. I, I'm, I'm try, I try to be the person that when something scares me to just run through. I mean, with, within reason but yeah. like i i i was not i'm not as adventurous as i used to be because like old age and 
decrepit body and children. But like, I like to be that person that's open. I want to be a, I hate improv, but I'm a yes person. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I, I want to, so like, you know, when I, when I was with a friend and they're like, you want to go, you know, bungee jumping. Okay. Off the bridge. Yeah, let's fucking go. Let's go. Let's do it. Um, You've bungee jumped? I have. On multiple occasions? Uh, once was enough. That is enough. Off a bridge? Yeah. It was in uh, New Zealand and it was off this bridge and I was like, yeah, let's... And we had been wine tasting before. So I was like, my butthole was <laughs> wait, very open. Wait, what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, we, she asked me if I wanted to bungee jump and we had been wine tasting before. Like, yeah. Wait, <laughs> yeah. Okay. What okay. I'm saying is I was loose. Yeah, okay. Uh, and it's not like all you need to do, you don't have to be in good shape you just have to fall yeah <laughs> i could do that drunk or sober so you know yeah um and then i'm up there and i'm looking down and i'm like oh this this might have been a mistake and uh my friend went first and so i was like well now i guess i have to do it and so i <laughs> i did it and i didn't think through the fact that you are on a rubber band so it's not just about going yeah you bounce at the bottom yeah i was not expecting that i watched multiple people do it and yet still that was a real surprise for me um and then my clothes tried to come off because i was wearing a big sweater it was so fun (laughs) but i but it was terrifying and i think it was because i didn't think it through actually that it wasn't as terrifying as it could have been but it was like yeah that is not a thing i ever need to do again but i did it so that's good okay yeah. So I'm already sensing a pattern that you don't think things through. <laughs> I, yes, maybe, yes. I I do now, but when I was younger, I was more like, a, as long as it's not too stupid, mm-hmm. uh, I can, I'll try it. Like bungee jumping while drunk and loose fitting clothes. Right, <laughs> right. Okay. I mean, I wasn't just doing it by myself. There was a whole thing set up. Like well, I had, <laughs> Emily, I wasn't like, I have a rubber band. your friend jumps off of a bridge, are you going to just jump off Absolutely. the bridge? Absolutely. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. The answer is yes. Yes, I will. Yeah. So, uh, all right. So can you remember a time in your life when you were the most scared? It could be any time from childhood up to now. I... What was I? That's a good question. What have I been the most scared about? I mean, I've definitely been in situations before that were not safe, that were not of my doing, where I have been very scared and I've been okay in the end. But uh, there have been a couple. I don't know if I necessarily want to tell that story. But there have been, I'm trying to think where I was the most scared and I was okay. That's the question. I mean, mean, you don't necessarily have to be okay in the end. But you're here, so we would suggest that you're okay now. Yeah, I'm here. Right? And yeah. my whole body's here, too. But I'm below the table. I yeah. have yeah. legs and all my toes. Um, yeah, I mean, I've definitely been, when I was traveling, I've been in a couple situations that were kind of terrifying, and I survived, and that was good. Like uh, bungee jumping? Like bungee jumping, <laughs> yes. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, at the end, I'm okay, and that's a good thing, right? That's a good thing. I think it's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. That was so vague and I'm so sorry. I was like a thing and a stuff and then then, hi. (laughs) I know, but now people like people are going to try to like sneakily get that one thing out of you that you like you didn't want to share, but you brought up, but you, I'm like, when you did that, I was like, oh, well, she didn't even say that much. <laughs> I wish she did. I mean, this, again, like you'll, you'll notice it. People will be trying to sneakily get a thing out of you and that's going to be the thing. Yeah. It, it, back to the stand up. It's just funny. Like, you know, part of doing stand-up is just sharing mm-hmm. things with strangers that you 
you know, and it's funny because when you're around the same people, you start to get to know them from hearing their sets. And it's funny because you might not have ever had a conversation with someone, but like you'll know they were molested when they were four. Yeah. And you're just like, I have all this content. Like, I, I know so much about you, but also not what you like to eat or what you do during the day or anything. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it's a strange reality. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, is, it is pretty strange. <laughs> I can give you a list of five people who were molested. <laughs> the molestation list. Yeah. 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 It's a. Uh, all right, so we'll consider that a fear chakra unlocked. Yes. Okay. Right? And then we'll... My butthole's keep... definitely clenched, though. It should be open, right? It should be open, but there was a, there was a thing that you, you didn't want to share. Yeah. And uh, let me ask you this question. Is there something close... Is there an event similar to that that is... Like, is there an, a, a fear event comparable that you're willing to talk through? Something that I'm a, something that I was afraid of, and it happened, and then I was okay. Is that the actual? Uh, no, it's just like a time when you were the most scared. It's just like like. This is all right. Yeah. I was very scared when I was giving birth to my first child, because I had no idea what to expect, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and because no one can explain it to you, and then it's different for everybody, right? Yeah. And if you try and explain what it's like to someone, it doesn't make it more clear. Yeah. Um, and so it was like I'd been building up to this event for the whole pregnancy. I mean, it is the big finish, right? And I had no idea how it was going to be, no idea how I was going to handle it. And it was pretty bad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> do not recommend. Um, like, you know, the, it's funny, like, you go through this whole thing, like, if you have a birthing plan. And I was in Berkeley, so it was all very, like, hippy-dippy. And, you know, like, I had a, a you know do you want a natural birth with no drugs and all this? And, and so they have you do this exercise where you put all the factors down and like, then you take something away. Like this is your perfect plan. This is the playlist you want, the people you want and how many hours it to take and how many contractions you want to have and all that crap that you can't plan. All right. What if I take this? What if your mother can't be there? Mm-hmm. What if you have to have a C-section, all of this stuff? And you're like, Oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. And it's like figuring out that you can't really prepare for this and you need to be okay. Yeah. And so like I had decided that I wanted to have a natural birth with no drugs, which is dumb because I love drugs. Um, and, uh, it was horrible. Like I could not get comfortable. The contractions were really bad. I was in labor for 15 hours and then like they had to induce and then I started blacking out and the baby's heartbeats, you know, was, they couldn't hear it. And then I had to have an emergency C-section and it was incredibly scary, but we survived and the baby was fine and I was fine. And the important part at the end was not how it happened, just that everybody's okay. Awesome. That is did you get your? Did you go through this process in Bryn Mawr, Pennsylvania, by any chance? <laughs> no, I went through the first process in Berkeley, and the second one I was at Lankanaw. That was, and that right. was a planned C-section. I was like, drugs? Yeah, actually, my husband was like, listen, not to make this about me, but uh, if we have another baby, I need you to have a planned C-section because I can't go through that again. And I was like, yeah, no, you, you can't go through that. But yes, <laughs> let's make sure you're as comfortable as possible. But it was uh, great. Yeah, we had a, a very similar experience very similar. with our first, with our son. We were going to a birthing center. Yeah. And she had to get induced, emergency C-section. Mm-hmm. We ended up going to Lincoln Hall. To Lincoln Hall. For ah, our emergency yeah. C-section. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it, was, it was good. Good experience. Yeah. Quite a process. Yeah. 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 Not going to lie to you, uh, I could do that again. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I don't know what your husband's talking about. I could totally do that again. Oh, God. <laughs> he was like, he, it was so funny, like, how you talk about it. He's like, you know, I'll be there, you know, when you're in labor. Like, if you're in labor for, like, 35 hours, I'll be there for 34 and a half of those hours. And then, like, when the stuff ha- I'm just going to step out because, you know, they say it's not. And then cut to him, like, standing there while the C-section's happening, crying. My organs are being, he's just like, okay, yeah, no, that wasn't. <laughs> yeah, well, so, you know, the messed up part about that is if it was, like, uh, like typically during a scheduled C-section, they don't allow right. the father in. But for emergency C-sections, for whatever reason, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no rules. No, yeah, like all the rules are out the window, and you don't, I don't, you don't know that if it's your first time. Like right. I didn't know that I wasn't supposed to be seeing what I was seeing. Yeah, it's it's something. Oh yeah, it's something. Um, they said it was funny too because they gave him the scrubs to change into, and he literally was like. And they're like, how did you do that? And he's like, my my wife, my wife is going to, like, I, yeah. he was very upset. And he was like, I can get changed quickly when I'm stressed out. So. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. So how does your butthole feel now? Uh, looser. Okay. When I think about that, that experience, the front part is tight, but the back is loose now. <laughs> so. Keep us updated. Will do. Will do. Right, Ace, keep it moving. All right. So the next is your... Uh, Pelvis chakra, the chakra located in your pelvis. So it's a little segment we like to call my bad. So it's a chance for you, an opportunity for you to apologize to a person, place, or thing in order to set your karma back to neutral. (laughs) All right. We just got done doing Emily's Patreon episode. (laughs) And boy, was I can't talk today. And boy, was it an amazing good time. Emily, did you have fun on the Patreon? I did. That yes. was very enlightening. It was a good time. <laughs> yeah. And if you didn't know, on the Patreon, we enlighten our guest, Shadow Self. So you get to see all of Emily's dark urges put to the forefront mm. and in a pretty funny way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, $1 gets you all of our exclusive content on our Patreon, which not only includes the counter to this podcast, which we call Two Jack Bros After Dark, where we enlighten our guest Shadow Self, but also the fight commentary and analysis that we do on Ansley's Jiu-Jitsu matches and other stuff that we put up there for your amusement. One dollar gives you all of her content. Just one dollar. That's it. Listen to the woman. She knows. So mm-hmm. valuable. It's such a good way to spend your dollar. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. Four quarters. A quarter a week. Yeah. That's it. And now we're going to get back to this episode and find out who or what Emily has to apologize to. Mm. Okay. I think that I would probably apologize to everyone for the child that I was because I was a real little shit when I was like <laughs> five to seven. What variety of little shit were you? I just thought I was nothing stank. I just, I just thought like I, I was spoiled and I just thought I was amazing. And uh, I learned very quickly that I was not and that was very helpful. Um, I had a babysitter who was uh, this lovely British woman who would take no shit and help to straighten me out. But yeah, I think I was a real like, and I just didn't realize how lucky I was. And then once you kind of start to realize that like, you're not the center of the world, you're not that important, you're very lucky, it starts to even things out a little bit. Okay. Are you... I'm, I'm just curious. You had a British nanny? Yeah, like, right? <laughs> like, we lived, was it the British nanny? Yes, it was the only, the only one. There's only one. When, we, when right. I was little, we lived so in we England. The British nanny. <laughs> when I was little, we lived in England. So then we found her, and then they brought her, we brought her back. Uh, and so she was an au pair, actually, technically. Mm-hmm. And yeah, she was great. 
She's still, we're very close still. Uh, okay. tough, on, tough as nails, but like yes. heart of gold. Yes, yes. She was. And she was like 21. Like, that's the crazy part. She was so young. They're always 21. But she had like, <laughs> she had like 12 siblings and like real like rough child, like just... I mean, she was wonderful. She was. She still is wonderful. Now, and I don't. I don't mean to ask this for any context other than just to understand the type of spoiled that you could be. That you need to be apologizing <laughs> for this much later. But uh, was your family? Is your? Or did you come from a wealthy family? I came from a, like a middle class family. Okay. Um, I think also <laughs> there's the context now of having children of my own and being around people that are well off and realizing how shitty children can be. Okay. But they don't always start, like, kids aren't, that they're, that, that you know what I mean? Like, not all kids are awful. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, some of them are good, and you <laughs> let them cook, and then they're not so good, and that might have been what happened with me. But she straightened me out, so it was all good. Nice. That's, uh, man, I'm, I don't even know what questions to ask about how <laughs> shitty you were as a child. Like, I'm very I know, but I want, yeah. and it's a, I feel like it's a very specific, like, five to seven. Right? Like, so, like, what kind of mischief? did you get into she's like our girls like yeah our girls age, yeah right? you know what it is like when you're little and you're cute and you just like and you bat your eyes and i had my little british accent and like and my dad actually said recently that he thought i held on to the accent longer and i was like i'm not that smart like i don't yeah. think that occurred to me like if i can stay british forever everyone will love me like that's not a thing yeah she never mentioned she had a british accent the whole i know time. i know it's that like, like, it's like it, oh, it fell okay. into place okay. <laughs> right. all right here's, here's some here's some context right so when i was i think i was five five and a half something like that i was at the franklin institute with my dad and they used to have this like flashlight symphony where they would have like a band playing and you would move the flashlights and it was really cool. And I would talk to anybody, which hasn't changed. And so I'm standing here with my dad and I start chatting with this gentleman who is a full grown man next to me, just telling him my life story, all the things I want to do, my life story at five. And it turned out that he was a reporter for the Philadelphia Inquirer. Mm. And he ended up writing the story about me as the most of the context for the article that he was writing about the event. And it went straight to your head. It, but it's like that sort of stuff where you're like, yeah, I'm amazing. Like, yeah. obviously, I'm amazing. Like, your life is so charmed. Yeah. yeah. And then, like, like, could you even read at that time? <laughs> I put on my monocle and I read it like a lady with my teeth. But yeah, yeah, I just, it, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. So, apologize. Like, sorry, everybody. They had to deal with Emily from five to seven, <laughs> where yeah. she had a little British accent yeah. <laughs> and was feeling herself. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, yeah. I was a tiny little privileged jerk, but I got yeah. better. I got better. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you want to know how much of a bad bitch I am, read the paper. How about, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh how about that? Oh, good times. All right, cool. Well, that's that's a pelvis chakra unlocked. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good apology. Yeah, uh, Ace, keep okay. moving. Okay, now the next uh, chakra is located in your gut. Okay. So how do you move past disappointment, either in yourself or loved ones or others? Or others. You don't have to love them. Yeah, can you really be disappointed in somebody who you don't love? Though? Yeah, you know <laughs> I know, I mean? right? Like, you have to care to yeah. be yeah. disappointed. Yeah. 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 I try and think about the context and the intent of what happened. That helps me. When I think about not just an event where something or someone disappointed me, I try and think about, like, what was happening to them, where they were coming from, what their intention was, and that helps me to move through things. 
Okay. Can, can you, uh, could, is there something that you could use to illustrate an example for us? I feel like with my children, it's all like that's something that happens all the time, right? Where your kids will do something that aren't exa- isn't exactly what you would like them to do. And I think about the fact that like with my daughter, she is, she's six and my son is three and a half and she loves her brother, but he gets a lot of attention. And so she acts out in ways that she wants to get because she wants attention. And so she wants to be an adult and treated like an adult and talk to adults like she's an adult, but she also wants to be a baby because she gets that attention too. Mm -hmm. So when she does things that I'm disappointed in, I think about like, I'm not mad at her. I think about like all the things that are going through her little six-year-old brain and understand that like I might be disappointed about something, but it wasn't why it happened in the first place. If I can understand yeah. why something happened, I can move past it. So if, uh, allow me to try to pretend to be smart for a second. Okay. Uh, so it sounds like what you do is you, uh, I'm going to use the word compartmentalize. Okay? That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I hope I'm going to use it right. Let's see right? how you do. So you, you basically compartmentalize the cognitive dissonance. Oh, Oh, shit. Yeah, you see what I just did there? Yeah. See yeah. what I just did there? And for anybody out there uh, <laughs> listening, you don't know exactly what cognitive you. dissonance is. Mm-hmm. It's the difference between the way things are and the way things, the way you want things to be. Mm-hmm. Right? That's pretty much all it is. The difference between the way things are and the way you want things to be and then how you handle that with your brain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm tapped out. I'm tapped. No, that was, that was solid. Yeah. I think that's how we're all getting through the pandemic pretty much, right? Yeah. Because uh, nothing's perfect at the moment. It's always something. Yeah, I mean, my life is pretty charmed. <laughs> I mean, you must be me from five to seven, but yeah, but yeah, nice, yeah, but yeah. nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I a little British accent every now and then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> little, all right. So uh, during this uh, segment, I always like to ask this question, which is: uh, Growing up. Did you ever have either a sports or performance arts situation where you had uh, where you were disappointed in yourself? Yes, uh, quite a few. I was a lacrosse goalie in high school, um, mm. so that was fun. <laughs> um, I'm a small, angry little person that likes to yell, so goalie was good for me. Um, but it is a very hard position because you are the last line of defense, and if if you don't block it like they shouldn't have been able to get to you in the first place but also like you, <laughs> you know, so, um, yeah. yeah 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 that 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 yep were there time. any big games was there is there like a moment like a lacrosse moment that's like oh that one I mean, there was one where someone hit me, like the ball hit me in the chest so hard I was positive that one of my boobs went out my back and I <laughs> cursed so loud that I got carded by the ref for that. Um, so that wasn't one of my better moments. Yeah. Um, but one of the beautiful things but that you happened. But you blocked the goal. I did block it, I think. Yeah. God, it hurt so much. Just thinking about it, I just like feel like phantom. Yeah. Um, but I also learned when I was goalie that I needed glasses. I yeah. didn't know that. And then there were like all these times where I wouldn't see the ball till it was like here. And I was like, it's not that small a ball. Like it's not a golf ball. So I should... So I got glasses. And then I learned that you don't wear glasses under a helmet because that does not work well. So I have a lot of learning. I got a lot of learning. Yeah, yeah. A lot of humble pie eating uh, during that experience. Yeah, and you did that all through high school? Yes. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. You're a little goalie. Yeah, I'm a little goalie. I've, what, your, your goalies are 
big. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you only took up most of the cage. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I had to wear pads and stuff, but uh, yeah, no, I'm not a big person. Yeah, but that's, <laughs> what, I mean, I'm, I'm just saying goalie-wise. Yeah. Like, from the goal, like, we had, uh, Ansley's lacrosse team in college had a goalie that was, like, She's like over six foot. She was tall. She was six big, foot. Big broad. Big difference. College, high school. Fair point. College, you're like, I could be good at this. I will see how far it goes. High school, you're like, I'm just trying to get through <laughs> and make sure and learn how to play sports yeah. and maybe put it on my, you know, that sort of thing. I mean, I like lacrosse, but it was hard. Yeah, and okay. they make me do all the freaking sprints and stuff with all my gear on. Yeah. And like none of the other lacrosse positions you need to wear anything so that was very that made me i was very angry that made me very angry that experience i'm not gonna lie <laughs> no we were looking for disappointing experiences <laughs> both both feelings were together it was a sandwich <laughs> anger and then disappointment was in the middle that was the feeling okay yeah all right well that we'll, we'll yeah. call that a gut chakra unlocked yes Little tiny little goalie. Yep. Yep. <laughs> oh, a tiny little angry goalie screaming. Yeah. What did you? What uh, curse word did you use to get your penalty? Do you remember? Fuck. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's the good one. Yeah. That's yeah. the one that feels the best when you say it too. That that K just. Yeah. Ugh, so you, you must have looked. You must have looked <laughs> like somebody arranged goalie pads. In the cage. Oh, I look you know what I mean? You should have seen running was hilarious because most of the time the pads would flip to the back too. I was so <laughs> graceful. Why didn't I play in college? Because nobody wanted me. Um, but yeah. yeah, no, it was it was a good experience. <laughs> okay. Okay. Disappointment chakra unlocked. Mm-hmm. Yes. We'll go with that. Ace, keep it moving. All right. We are to the heart chakra. So Emily, what have you learned from grief? Uh, oh, that's a hard one too. Well, I learned one of my best friends passed away my senior year of high school on Valentine's Day, uh, which was uh, not fun uh, from a brain aneurysm. And sudden, sudden. Yeah, very sudden. Um, It was very sudden and it was awful. And uh, because she died on a holiday, you really think about it every year on Valentine's Day. And I remember getting to the point where it's like, oh, like, She's been gone longer than she was here, and, you know, she never got to meet her niece and never got to have kids of her own, and she never got to meet my kids and all of that, and it really made me think about how much you have to appreciate everything. Um, I mean, I saw her mom at another funeral for someone much older. Um, It must have been 20 years later, Mm -hmm. and the first thing I said to her was, I still think of your daughter a lot. And she was wonderful, and I'm sad that she's missed. But like, you just you gotta tell people, you gotta you gotta tell people stuff. You gotta you know you have to appreciate people and appreciate everything because you just never know what's gonna happen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. yeah. You. I mean, I don't have any additional no. follow up <laughs> questions there. No. Right. Thank you for sharing that. Sure. Yeah. Um, we can just keep moving. Okay. <laughs> you're like, and yeah. nope, that's done. That's good. I mean, your answers are so succinct. Yeah, succinct. I tried. Yeah, I'm just complete. stick with the words I know. That no, I that's, that's you used it. That was listen. I'm a copy editor. You used that right. Hell yeah. Yeah, you did. Man, have you been copy edited in all my shit? Yes, I have. Yes, I have. I have notes for you. I at do the not want to know my score. I just been writing stuff on my phone. Yeah, yep. I'll, I'll take yep. the notes, but please, no grade. <laughs> <laughs> notes, no grade. Um, all right, uh, Anthony, let's keep it moving. Yeah. 
So we are to the throat chakra. Okay. So Emily, what is a favorite lie that you have told or that you tell? You get extra karmic points if it's still in rotation. Uh, I tell people that I'm 5'1". That's not true. <laughs> people believe that? No. <laughs> Actually, it always starts a conversation. Or I'll tell people, I, I, don't as, I don't do it as much. At this point, I'm just kind of like, I'm only getting smaller. I might as well come to terms with it. But I'm five feet and I used to tell people I was a little bit taller. and But it doesn't matter, because for me, when I would lie, I wouldn't be like, I'm 5'7". I'd be like, I'm 5'2". <laughs> and they're like, oh, I thought you seemed so so much taller. So it was like it didn't even matter, yeah. because that was taller to me, but still short to them. Now, are you are you just trying to stay out of midget status with your... Yes. Okay. Yes, <laughs> what, what is official midget status? I, I feel like my grandmother was 4'10". Uh, mm. So that... You know, you know what made me feel better about it? I met Dr. Ruth once, and I... I first I was like I appreciate you and the second thing I asked her was how tall were you at your tallest <laughs> and she was <laughs> I mean it's like you get it but like it's, it's almost like uh, like you can't ask women about their weight right you yeah. know it's like you can't ask old people how tall they used to but be but I don't think but because she's so tight but I think because I couldn't have I couldn't be 6'5 and be like how tall were you yeah. tall because that's messed up that is. but like I was like from a small person to another small person and she was like 4'11 I think or 4'10 and she's like yeah four seven like she's tiny now but i was like okay that i'm tall that makes me feel better that i'm not that small i mean i didn't say that part to her i just thanked her for her work and time and existence yeah so you met the ruth ginsburg no or who who was it dr dr ruth very different ruths yes very different ruths yes one was a, a sex therapist and educator the other was a supreme court justice you met the horny one i met the horny one yeah yeah I mean, okay. the other one might have been horny. I don't know. But that wasn't something that's been noted in her work. I think if you read between the lines, you're pretty, <laughs> <laughs> you're pretty horny. That lace. Read between yeah. the lace. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. That's, uh, <laughs> that's a funny <laughs> rude thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I do like that. How tall were you at your At your, at your, at your tallest. tallest. Because at you do. Tallest. Yeah. That's only, that's like, that's something that like only another person in your height category knows exactly. It's like, all right, my sister, my sister. Seriously, it is. It is yeah. so funny how like people talk about height. Like when you are short, you it's like you feel like you let them down. Like, oh, I thought you were taller, and you're like, sorry, I, I'm sorry, I'm not. I'm, you know, like what I'm. I didn't mean to. Like, I didn't lie to you willingly. Like, but it is something the way people talk about it is hilarious. That you're just like, I, I, I guess I failed you somehow. Yeah. It's so. It's also funny to me too because at at the height that you are, you can cook the books a little bit on your height, and nobody's gonna check. No. Like nobody. But if you're like five eleven and you're telling people you're six feet, people yeah. are like, I don't mm-hmm. think so. Yeah, that you one's know? questioned. Yeah. When 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 if you look at it, it's a much smaller percentage of your height. It's like yeah. way less noticeable. Yeah. At that height than it is at your height. Yeah. This is true. For your height, it's like. Sure, I guess I'm wrong about what five one looks like. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. With my hair like in a high ponytail and some heels, you know, <laughs> yeah. it could happen. Nice, nice. All right, I like that. I don't even. I don't even think until you mentioned it now that I noticed you were a tiny person. <laughs> I like that you call me a tiny person. <laughs> like I feel like the camera could open like. Hi. 
<laughs> Can I get a booster seat? Thank you. <laughs> you do have a big personality, though. I wasn't like, like when I saw you, I wasn't like, oh, she's tiny. Like, yeah. Can, no, yeah. I do. And, and I'm I, like waiting for you to stand up. Yeah, and I <laughs> think, and I think, I am standing up right now. And <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing, like, they're my... I think your size, I mean, everybody has something, right? And for me, I think being small has always, like, made me feel like I need to be bigger. Yeah. I mean, I think I am, who at this point, I'm just, I'm done cooking, so it's, I am who I am, both yeah. in height and personality. But uh, I definitely think that's something that has made me the way I am. Yeah, I'm having, like, a weird fugitive moment where I'm, like, thinking back to all the times, like, oh, my gosh, she was that height. Oh my gosh, she was that height. She's you see her reaching taller. for something on the shelf. Like, <laughs> yes. I, and, and and like everybody around me is really tall. Like my daughter, who is six, is four foot two already. Mm. Like oh, I man. thought she's gonna be like we. I joke about like I thought I had till second grade, but I don't know. I think it might be first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's uh. And how, is your how tall is your husband? He's like just shy of six. But, like, I have a little brother. <laughs> I don't know if I can believe you. <laughs> You're not exactly trustworthy on height. <laughs> no, he's, he's not. He's, like, 5'11". Okay, but okay. I have, like, my little brother's 6'3". Oh, okay. So but my grandmother's 4'10". Like, we have all sorts of stuff in my family. But I, I tend to be the smallest person in the immediate vicinity. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 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 I, it's funny that, like, I assumed you had a tiny family. To be like no, we're not person, all hobbits. Like, we're normal-sized yeah. people. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah, yep. Well, some of you. <laughs> Some of you. Look at you. You're cooking the books all over the place. <laughs> yeah. My mom, like, my mom is taller than average, but my dad is, like, average. Like, I think my dad is 5'9", yeah. but my mom's, like, 5'5", five, five or 5'6". Five, so, it, yeah. But my brother is gigantic, and there yeah. are very tall people in my family. And, and, and just so we're clear about this, no matter how tall the rest of the people <laughs> in your family are, you're not allowed to grade your height on a curve. <laughs> Fine, fine. And the thing is, too, like, I used to wear heels most of the time, but since the pandemic, I'm like, ugh, who cares? Like, I'm I'm not, I don't stand up that much, like, in general. So Mm -hmm. the idea of putting shoes on is a whole other thing. Yeah. Says the stand-up comic. I know. (laughs) I know. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So uh, definitely a throat chakra unlocked. (laughs) Thank you for finally coming out about your height. It was, uh, (laughs) it's been, it's been inside me hiding for... yeah. Not gonna lie, I still feel the same way about you. Good. Yeah. Is that good? Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Good. Good. Okay. Good. Yeah. Finding out that you were shorter didn't make me look down on you. Oh. <laughs> okay. Sorry. I'm taking a note. Okay. Uh, Ace, let's keep it moving. All right. We are now to the third eye chakra, so we're out of the physical into into the metaphysical. Yep. Got it. So, what is something that you've always thought of as separate, but as you've gotten older, you've learned that it's really the same? Hmm, that's really hard. Something that was always separate, that I thought was separate, but that's really the same. Uh, I mean, I always kind of felt like happiness and success were separate, but now I think they might be more interlocked than I realized before. Okay, so how, when you thought they were separate, like how, how, how in why <laughs> what you know it's like you think about the about the fight like how about married couples fighting and they always say like you can be right or you can be married mm-hmm. like it's that idea that things need to be like i always thought the idea like in order to be successful as a comic like it's hard 
it's hard to be successful as a comic because the lifestyle is not something that is, it's not, it's meant for a person by themselves, you know? Mm -hmm. So the idea was that like, that's something that I've always wanted to be, but I didn't think that I would be happy necessarily. Gotcha. So what I'm realizing though, that also I think my idea of what success is, is starting to change. And so they're starting to merge because I don't think I want to be unhappy if it means you know uh, am i making yeah so you just lower your standards <laughs> <laughs> or maybe they're That's just different I yeah i mean maybe they're just different standards at this point for like what success is or but yeah, yeah. i yeah yeah i know what you mean yeah i know what you mean um, i've given up uh and i'm trying to be happy about it is what i'm trying to say okay so just on life on everything yeah i feel like a lot of those axioms is that word right <laughs> Had all the divorce. You are missing yeah. a dictionary, right? Yeah. We, we normally record during the day. <laughs> yeah. Like every now and again, we have to record during the week. Got it, we normally got record it, got Sunday it. at noon. Everybody is like bright eyed and bushy tailed. It's the best you're going to be. Yeah. yeah. I get it. Yeah. So, and it's like after Saturday, you know, it's like it's a great day. It's a great day. So, this is like, this is, this is like, Towards the end of the week, my brain has been taxed from like kids and other, all life stuff and like getting booked and all that shit. I hear you. And now I'm just like still trying to use dumb. big words. Though. I'm still yeah, dumb. but you're using yeah. the big words. That's good. Yeah. But yeah, no, I mean it's like when you think about it, like you know, people have these big careers and then they retire, and they're happy. Yeah. Because they get to do what they've always wanted to do. Absolutely. So it's that idea that things, especially in our in our society, how separate those things are. Mm-hmm. And I would like, I I think at least in my heart, I'd like them to be one thing. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, yeah, I think a lot of those axioms are a little toxic because people, you hear something and then you try to achieve the, that thing without. So, for example, so they'll say, like, uh, if you're a champion in like boxing, they'll say, like, it's lonely at the top. Mm -hmm. So now this person who wants to feel like they're at the top, they also want to feel lonely. Mm-hmm. Because that's what they know to be the case for people in, in that position. Right. So they're trying to like force things that like just causes like like a uh, it just causes toxicity in your life because it's like not natural. You're trying to create it, like fabricate it. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Yeah. yeah. In order, yeah. this is what this is the blueprint for what it looks like, and you need to have all these components for it to be that thing. Yeah. And so, if you don't have all those components, you're not doing it right. Yeah, like the phrase "happy wife, happy life." Yeah. Mm. You know. Yeah. Where it's like. Whatever, I'm not gonna get into. That. <laughs> I'm not gonna get into that. But it's that is a bad. That's a bad thing. <laughs> it doesn't because it yeah. doesn't take out. It doesn't take into account fifty percent of the people in the marriage. For sure, or and it, and it fully doesn't even take into account the one person that it's supposed to be taken into account because we only need the perception of happiness. Whatever, it's just a whole thing. It's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. But now you feel like happiness and success are the same to you. Or I hope so. Yeah. Yeah, I think people, like, you get focused on the destination, right, a lot, right? And you've got to step back and be like, no, it's like these moments and this the journey. Like, as cheesy as it, you know, like, no, it's like... No, a, a million percent. Like, I... The last couple of years have been tough, like, with the pandemic and the uncertainty and small kids and, like, all of that stuff. And my husband is actually really good about being like, 
like when we're having family dinner and everybody's eating, which is pretty amazing with a three and a six year old. And he's like, stop, take like a mental picture, as stupid as that sounds, but like take a mental picture. Everybody's happy. This is so nice. Like this is lovely. Just remember this. Mm -hmm. He's also much better about taking actual pictures of things than I am. And we'll go through and I'll be like, oh, it was so nice. And he's like, yeah, I know. Yeah. But like I don't take pictures of stuff, so I don't, you know, remember. Yeah. Yeah. But it is. It's as cheesy as it is. It is about the journey, and not the destination. Yeah. And I, I just have to ask you this question because it came to my mind. It may be a dumb question, but it also may be a question that people are having listening to this. But when you notice that correlation of happiness and success being more equal to each other than previously, in which direction did you notice it? Did you notice it? Success is happiness, or happiness is success? I'm hoping that happiness is success. Because I think ultimately, it's good to be happy. I mean, people can be... Also, like, there's this percept... People have different perceptions of what success is. So you can see someone and think they're so successful, but they could be very unhappy. So I, I want to get those things... I want to find a way to make those two things mutually uh, inclusive. We, we don't know that phrase. We struggle with that phrase quite a bit. <laughs> this is a household yes. issue for us. Okay. This is very triggering, Emily. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but I want them I want them to be one gotcha. so I'm gonna goddamn you know. make yeah, them yeah. one yeah we don't yeah. want yeah. I was watching uh, Indian Matchmaker and this girl was like naming all the things that she has she was like I have a beautiful house I have a successful job I've got a you know I go on hotel trips I have clothes I have she's like I have everything in the world and like she but she doesn't have a husband and a family and it's like and I was watching her I was like you don't have everything it's like my kids are like ripping you know like they're like destroying things and yes. like I'm like oh god it's such yes a mess in here but like it's like you know like, but no. it's my mess. Yeah. Yes. It's our mess. Yeah, yeah, totally. Emily, uh, something you might not know is that uh, Hensley's Indian accent she just did was very close to the accent she does for her Russian friend. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it, was, it was the same accent. I didn't mean to do an accent. Yeah. <laughs> you also did a little Bollywood thing with your hands yeah. before that you started. I did. Well, you yeah. got to get, get in, yeah. you know, yeah. I understand. Yeah. We, love, we love the Indian culture. <laughs> Me personally, not the food, but I love the culture. All right. I love the culture. Um, Ansley. Yeah. <laughs> so, by the way, third eye chakra unlocked. Happiness and success are the same. Yes. Ansley, keep it moving. All right. We are to the final chakra, the crown okay. chakra. Okay. So it's a two-part question. So, Emily, what is one thing you can't give up and why, and what would giving it up mean? Hmm. Well, I guess it all comes back to the beginning. I think I would have a very hard time giving up stand-up. Uh, I think of it as my Brokeback Mountain. I don't know how to quit it. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on. There is so much more context to that reference. <laughs> it comes back to the butt. Yeah, yeah. It always yeah. comes back to the first chakra of the tush. Um, yeah, it is. It's it's. It's funny because I, I love stand-up. I've always loved stand-up. And it makes me really happy. And it's like when it goes well, generally. Mm -hmm. Even when it doesn't sometimes. But it, it's that one thing that I've always just gotten so much joy out of. And I have tried to find other things that make me that happy. Yeah, Not like that my family a, like doesn't Like a husband me. and kids. <laughs> <laughs> they make me happy for a long... But as far as like something that is mine. And I wish I could just knit up a scarf and feel good but that's just not for me so it's just yeah it's it's something that i love and i would have a very hard time giving up yeah sorry Ansley, are you ever dropping rocks <laughs> did 
Did you drop one of your yeah. chakras? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I did. <laughs> Dude, dropping rocks would be a funny euphemism for pooping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> dropping rocks? Um, yeah, I'm so sorry. I Let me apologize for uh, Ansley over here dropping rocks. I apologize. Um, but yeah, stand up. So, yeah. You're not able to give that up. It is your Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> it's my Brokeback That's what I call it. Like, I saw the movie and I was like, yes, that's what stand-up is. It's my Brokeback Mountain. It's and, the best example. Like, and gay men are like, I think she missed the point of that movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to know what my Brokeback Mountain yeah, is? Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. But. <clears throat> yeah, yes. yeah. So, what, I mean, so what, what do you think you would be without stand-up and and not not necessarily what would you be if you never did stand up, but if if, if you I couldn't. if I let it go, yeah. I I mean, I feel very lucky that I have other things in my life. Like I love my family. Uh, I exercise, which for me isn't really. But I mean, like I I write. I you know work on books. I do stuff like that. So it's not like my life would be like a, a empty void. It kind of sounds like the rest of your life kind of revolves around stuff. <laughs> <laughs> like, Which is yeah. so funny because like in the, when you look at the amount of hours that is spent doing all the things in my life, like yeah. stand up is not the most, it's probably children yeah. um, or my job. So, but yeah, that, that is something that's like, that's mine that I enjoy that I'm proud of that it makes me happy I love I mean I love that I can connect with people that I don't know I mean that to me is so amazing about stand-up is that like you can just sit in like look at this audience no idea what you have in common and connect with someone in a, in a matter of minutes and they'll go wherever you want within reason and connect with you and make them laugh like that's the best so if you didn't do stand up, and this may be just me reaching here, but again, I'm trying to read between. I the would lines. just probably like yeah. really have long conversations with like the Amazon delivery dudes and stuff. <laughs> That's. But, I was gonna say, would you be a little busybody? I think I would just like really engage people in the supermarket. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. So it's good for us all. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't reaching at all. No. no, my daughter would be like, you can just drop me off at school. You don't have to stay for an hour. Yeah. You don't have to sit in on the class. It's okay. You can go, mommy. It's fine. This is my, you don't have to stay for my play date. It's fine. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. yeah, I think you. I think you'd be pretty good at being a little busybody. <laughs> <laughs> little, always little with you. See, this is why I don't tell people how tall I really am. Because we're all like little this and little that. <laughs> I, well, honestly, we use the word a little on this podcast probably too much. It's a, it's kind of a a funny joke every mm-hmm. now and again. You know, like we're doing our little podcast, our little podcast, yeah, right? You know, mm-hmm. you like tiny too. I mean, t- we, that's probably the word we use most of. Yeah. We probably use tiny. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think I realized it before now, but yeah. I mean, they're yeah. much worse words to use. It's not like secretly you're using like some kind of like slur, but. Well, we used to use it as a slur. Oh, okay. <laughs> Where we, we've recently, Slurred I mean, I'll speak it. for myself because I don't want to throw Ansley under the, the tiny bus, but. <laughs> the sh- uh, it's the short bus. The short, short bus. bus. <laughs> <laughs> but we, I mean, we used to be somewhat tiny people phobic as, uh-huh. as a unit. You said you. I used to be, but it wasn't me. <laughs> do you mean like real? Do you mean like children, or do you mean like very small people? Like very small people. Okay, like little people. Yeah, one of us had used to have a hard time trusting them. I feel like one this needs to be. Let's delve into that chakra, shall we? But, but 
but but we've come around. <laughs> we've learned to love little people and big hearts. Is what we've learned. We've Wasn't learned. there a show that basically had that name? Wasn't it like little, little people, people big, big hearts? hearts? Yeah, there was. Yeah, the TLC okay. show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We started hanging around good tiny people. We didn't have good tiny people in our lives. Okay. Like we had some pretty like rancid <laughs> tiny people in our lives. I just totally imagine you guys like going by a bar that like little people frequent and they're all like out smoking <laughs> tiny cigarettes in the back yeah. with like really small leather yeah. jackets and you're like, Can we talk to you? And they're like, I don't know, yeah. can you? And then <laughs> oh, rude. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that was our fault for hanging out at Angry Midget Tap Room. <laughs> that was not a nice place yeah. to be. Yeah. You were not welcome there. We had no, we had some in college, we had some like some pretty uh although the one the one tiny person that was the good one her name was also emily yeah yeah she wrote (laughs) we're pretty great no actually i would say emily's are so great but what actually is true is that there's so many of us that at least some of them have to be okay yeah yeah statistically it has it's a very common name very common it is pretty common also emily uh thank you for sharing that We'll consider that a crown chakra unlocked. (laughs) All right. Also, that was it. How do you feel? I feel pretty good. Yeah? That was very enlightening. It's fun. Yeah. What a fun time. I'm now really like the success uh, happiness thing Mm -hmm. is really like uh, that's I'm thinking about that. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. We didn't even ask you if you have time to stick around for the Patreon. Sure. Okay. And it's uh, do we is, dance now? Yeah, what that is do? that is included in the time that I gave you. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> I gave he you. gave me the weirdest. How long? Ninety-five to one hundred and five minutes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, that is so specific. She has like, kids. She has kids. I do. No, that was just like I was doing. I was doing a show, and I was like, "How much time do you want me to do?" And he said, 18 to twenty-four." And I was like, "That's not a time that you're supposed yeah. to give ever." Yeah, that's pretty. It made me really yeah. uncomfortable. I was like, that's inappropriate. You can't. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I want to do this show. Yeah. Hashtag me too. <laughs> yeah. So um, remember to check out Emily on her show September 16th at Midnight Oil Brewing in Newark, Delaware. Newark, Delaware. Good memory. Thank you. I did pretty good. That was great. I was, I was pretty impressed with myself. Yeah. Uh, also, our Patreon, $1 gives you all of our exclusive content, which not only includes the counter to this podcast, which we call Two Jack Bros After Dark, where we enlighten Emily's shadow self. We didn't tell you that. Uh, Also, when we do some fight commentary and analysis on Anthony's Jiu-Jitsu matches, I'm sorry I haven't been doing that recently. And I also want to apologize. We, uh, we, we kind of missed uh, an upload Sunday, but we were having so many... I was having so many computer problems mm. that I decided to just skip that upload and just do that the following week so you'll, you'll, you guys all see how it worked out I'm sorry thank you guys for being patient and working with us we love you guys and we're out see ya bye to Jack Rose to Jack Rose